It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Stoked to have you with us today because it is National Championship Monday. And we start off Mondays with the best. That's Jake Crane from Crane & Company. And you know one of his partners, of course, his brother Blaine. But David Cohn, who's a Michigan quarterback, I'm sure David is uh, fired up about this game. But we're going to get Jake's takes on what he thinks about the Michigan Washington Natty tonight. Right now, the line has been up to five and a half today, at least on the MGM. Five and a half. If that sucker gets to six, I have to ask Jake, man, do I got to take Washington plus the six? Or is that Michigan run game going to be too much? I mean, we got strength on strength. Best offensive line in the country. Best defensive line in the country. Michael Penix Jr., one of the best quarterbacks against the best defenses. How's Washington going to be able to stop Michigan's run game? It's going to be a fun natty. We're answering all the questions with Jake Crane. Now, we just finished up the last day of the regular season, and Wild Card Weekend is on its way. I am so fired up for super duper, duper, duper Wild Card Weekend. Only thing I was not fired up, and we got to talk about this, is like, did you know I had to buy the Pecock? Peacock, the peacock is what they call it, Um, because next week, I believe the game, there's one game that's airing exclusively on that service, Kansas City-Miami, I believe. you nailed it. Well, I mean, you know how it is on a Sunday, you're watching games all day. I think it was Chris Collinsworth who actually finally finally made me understand, yo, I got to get this if I want to watch this game. Like, I'm not going to. Just just rely on my bootleg services. John Peacock's also got really good shows, and they have the Premier League, so you can watch the Premier League on. Nah, I don't do this. I don't do soccer, bro. <laughs> I was thinking about like how different my generation, because I'm a uh, with Jenna Xer to like these generations of you know younger years. Like my generation, you didn't even like people didn't play soccer. Football, I didn't play baseball, soccer. basketball. That's why I played. But, like, my grandson, he plays soccer. My granddaughter plays soccer. Like, all their friends play soccer. Yeah. Like, dude, don't you want to use your hands? Um, yeah, oh. or maybe your feet more. Yeah, but anyway, um, the point about the Peacock is that's just another eleven ninety nine a month in services. Damn, man, I've been paying a lot of money uh, just to watch sports. Um, but, yeah, that got me to national title night. NFL is buck wild. Um, I hope you watch that Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game. Because that was damn fun. Fun game. Three terrible quarters for Buffalo. Josh Allen throwing two picks in the end, uh, end zone. Fumbling the ball when they're trying to drive down and tie in the game after they were firmly in field goal range. Terrible, terrible game by Josh Allen until the very end. In the second half, I'm just going to tell you, you got to tip your cap to the Buffalo defense. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Miami ran six plays, offensive plays, did you know, in the third quarter? Really? That's it. Wow, that's incredible. Now, the crazy thing is, 
Buffalo had the ball almost the whole third quarter and didn't score a dead gun point. Right. Oh, it was wild. Plus, not scoring there at the uh, end of the half. Everything was going against Buffalo. Everything. Yet somehow they pulled it out of their keister. The Dolphins lose yet again to a good team. And that changes just the way that the playoffs are. And yesterday there was a whole lot of change. The Jaguars did me a solid. I knew Tennessee was going to come out. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill's last game as a Titan. Hopkins needing some catches and some yards for some cash. And this is what the Jaguars have done since they came back from London. They've just been a different team. Trevor Lawrence is all banged up. And that defense, I don't know what happened to that defense. A defense that was pretty solid uh, beginning of the year and have become absolutely terrible as of late. So uh, we're going to talk a lot of NFL action today. There's some very intriguing matchups. And I mean intriguing matchups. Um. I'm trying to, you know, sit there and think to myself what the best game's going to be. I really don't know. You can't ever tell it's the NFL, especially with all the things that we watch. But I'm looking forward to, like, the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns. I, I have just a feeling that there's this team is going to do something special. I, I don't know why. I think that Joe Flacco, when they won it, when they won that bad boy, the championship, back when he was a youngster uh, playing with Baltimore – they were the wild card team. Got in there as the sixth seed. Went on the road. Started in Denver. Bing, bang, boom. They're scoring all over the dead gun place. Browns and the Texans in the first round. So you got C.J. freaking Stroud, who could be the rookie of the year. Don't forget, Puka Nakua had the greatest rookie wide receiving season of all time. Most receptions, most yards, five touchdowns. But it's a quarterback award, 4,100. 23 tutties, only five interceptions. You go from worst to first. I mean, D'Amico's got to just be upside, like beside himself. What a job by the Browns and the Texans. Also in the NFC, I mean, think about it. Matt Stafford's first playoff game in Detroit is going to be playing with the Rams against Detroit. My man spent 12 seasons as a Lion and never had a playoff game in that building. Never, 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 never. And now he goes on the road to face the Lions. You got the Eagles now heading to Buffalo. I mean, to, uh, the Buccaneer land down in Florida at Tampa to play the uh, the Bucks. Which uh, everything in the National Football League is wild. We're going to talk about Mike McCarthy facing his old team as the Cowboys host the Packers. But it's time to talk about the Natty and all the things going around in sports with the best in the business. Jake Crane from Crane and Company. It's Jake Crane. It's Blaine Crane. It's David Cohn, former Michigan quarterback, by the way. I'm sure he's having one heck of a morning. First and foremost, what is up, Jake? How you been, man? Happy New Year. Uh, man, I'm, I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you guys as well. And uh, yeah, man, Cohn, it's, uh, it's an interesting time. We're going to live stream the game tonight. Which he's a better man than me, because if my team was playing, I don't think they'd be able to put me live on the air uh, in the national championship game. But no, nah, it, it should be a great one, man. I'm excited. You know, stylistically, these these two teams are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum and what they want to do, but they both have a ton of experience. And man, I'm I'm ready for it. Man, I got it. That's where we're starting with everything. And I want to start first and foremost at the top. Um, we're going to break down this matchup, Jake. I know you did it this morning. I'm sure all, all day. 
Um, but dead gummit, I hate to be, I hate to be honest with you, but I have to, I didn't get up to, I got up this morning, like at 10 o'clock because I watched so much dead gum NFL football. I barely made it to work today on time. So, uh, I missed your show. I have no idea what side you're on, but I'm kind of wondering yeah. when I look at the top, Jim Harbaugh, Kalen DeBorg, who's the better coach in the better coaching staff? Well, I mean, what Kalen DeBoer has done, I mean, since he came from, from all the way where he's come from, he's like like 147 and 13 or something crazy like that. I do think Harbaugh has more experience. Uh, I think his staff's a little bit deeper, so so I'll lean there. I've got Michigan 34-27 tonight. Um, you know, what, what I'm very interested to see is obviously I think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball, but... You know, are they going to come out of the gate and try and sit on the clock a little bit if they're able to run the ball to limit Washington's possessions throughout the whole game? Or do you come out, try and get that lead first, and then kind of sit on the ball and, and, you know, use force? But I tell you what, I don't think they can shut down Washington completely. Against this offense, man, holding them to three in the red zone is is like a win because their offensive line, I mean, they won the Joe Moore Award not because they're lining up and running the ball down people's throats, they can do that when they have to, but they protect Michael Penix so well. And if you do that, this team is almost near impossible to stop on offense. But I do like Michigan's ground game. I think it'll limit Washington's possessions, make them have to be more perfect. And I think that opens up other things for J.J. McCarthy. When you talked about you know um, the best offensive line in the country, best defensive line in the country, I feel like there is a wash right there. When you look at the quarterbacks, um, you got to you know everybody gives a lean to Michael Penix Jr. Uh, wide receivers, I think you got to give a lean over to uh, of course uh, Washington as well. But when I look at the total defensive units, is the biggest glaring weakness on the on the field when one team or another you know is facing each other? Is it going to be Washington's defense versus Michigan's offense? That those are those are, you know, Washington's defense is obviously its left hand. Not that they're bad on defense, but I, I think the matchup against Michigan just does not favor them very well because they have struggled a little bit uh, to be able to contain the run. And Michigan's just good enough on the outside to keep you honest, especially if they're going to go eleven personnel a lot, one running back and one tight end like they did against Alabama, as opposed to going twelve. But, yeah, I, I mean, again, in, in the era of the new clock rule, you can literally limit another team's possessions by three to four almost by how you operate offensively. Uh, offensively. If you're able to run the ball for four or five a pop, or you're able to, to get it when you have to, that really, really can put more pressure on Washington's offense to not only score each possession, but score touchdowns. So, yeah, I, I think Michigan is a more complete team than Washington. Not that Washington isn't complete, but Michigan is more complete, and the way they go about it can yield them more benefits because the clock than the way that Washington goes about it. Um, you know, Michigan last week when they were playing Alabama, they basically confused, confound, dif- disrupted everything Alabama, you know, was trying to do with their pass rush. Uh, that was the worst, uh, you know, blocking, uh, worst center play I've seen in a semifinal game in the last week. I can't remember the young kid for Alabama's name. Bad snaps, blocking nobody. He had a rough, rough game. The Alabama offensive line had a rough game. Can Washington's defense, um, again, Washington? I mean, Washington's offense, their offensive line, best in the country. If they can keep a clean pocket, this thing would have to, I feel like, shoot over, even though I feel like bully ball is what Michigan's going to kind of come out, try to come out and do. And if they're able to do that, then I still think they're going to finish off doing, you know, scoring some points. 
But yeah. if Michael Penix Jr. has time with those weapons and his accuracy and his arm strength, I feel like this thing could – again, right now you have the number going over. Yeah, I, I have the number going over by about five points. Because, uh, again, and you brought this point up, you can play bully ball, but if I'm running it down your throat for chunk plays, I'm going to score eventually. It's not like Michigan doesn't want to score. They're going to score every time they get a, a chance to score. And then Washington on that other end, I do think that they can hold up against uh, Michigan better than Alabama because Alabama set the record for sacks given up this year. You know, it wasn't just bad snaps. They struggled to communicate movements. That's one of Washington's strengths is their offensive line's communication. They don't have the biggest offensive line in the country. They have the offensive line that communicates the best, the offensive line that has the best chemistry playing with each other. And that goes a long way. Chemistry isn't just for the classroom or wide receivers and, and quarterbacks. It's for offensive linemen, too. So, yeah, I, I don't think Michigan's going to be able to just line up and get after Michael Penix the whole time. They may get there a couple times, but Penix will have time. And when you can take advantage of every layer of the field, which is what Michael Penix Jr.'s arm strength allows you to do, and he's accurate with it, if you have time, I'm going to find space. And Washington happens to have three NFL players in their wide receiver room, so that helps too. Yeah, it really does. And again, uh, speaking of NFL, Michael Penix Jr., uh, I listened to you last week talk about how he's the most pro-ready quarterback out there. Um, you know, if he come into the, your system, immediately he'll be able to pick it up. He can make all the throws. Uh, he feels the pocket well. His eyes, uh, they don't, you know, he, he trusts his eyes. You, you like him as a professional quarterback. Interesting, though, um, I was reading an article in The Athletic, and they were talking about how, how old he was. They talked about his serious injuries, and basically this writer warned, I wouldn't put him on your board because, uh, you know, he he's just too fragile. And I, I'm kind of confused. Hasn't, haven't, hadn't he just won 21 games in a row? Yeah, well, that's the athletic for you, but that's just my opinion. Um, here's, here's what I have to say about that. They, they, everybody always has something, right? There's always something. And I'm to the point now, if Tua Tagovailoa can make it through a whole season when his bones are made of bubble gum, I think that my, Michael Penix Jr. can as well. And, and one of the things that I, th- that I think we're going to talk about, age doesn't matter anymore. Can we stop doing that? Like, let's, let's stop doing that. I would rather have a mature quarterback, all right, th- than, than a kid that, that's fresh. and Than Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I, I'd much rather have that, to be honest. That's why I'm shocked BYU doesn't win every game they play, but that's a story for another day. But when I watch Penix, he's playing at a professional speed. He really is. Uh, he reads things at a at a pro level already, gets the ball out very quickly. He can maneuver within the pocket to protect himself while keeping his eyes downfield. He's playing a pro style of ball. He understands every coverage that he's looking at. He's not going to be confused. At the end of the day, I think Michael Penix Jr. may be the safest bet early out of any quarterback in this class. And it is a very deep class. It is a very, very deep class. And again, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Michigan, uh, you know, Washington. Last year, we're going to have a Pac-12 Big Ten national title since the Pac-12 is dissolving and everybody in the Pac-12 is either joining um, the Big Ten, the Big 12, or the two sad teams that are – who are they joining? (laughs) Oh yeah, you talk about that. You talk about the uh, the West Coast table, the kids table at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, they're over there. They're over there eating pudding with Stephen Glansberg. Oh, that's it, 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 awful, man. But this is kind of a, a weird situation because I've heard a lot of people talk about oh the Pac twelve. Oh, the Pac twelve. Listen, I know the Pac twelve hadn't got a natty uh, since we've gone to the you know the four team playoff. It's been a long damn time since I think USC did anything, but. 
this Pac-12, this season, for some reason, it was just their best season. A lot of people are saying that Washington, while winning 21 games, hadn't faced even near the level of competition. Do you agree or disagree with that? I, I disagree with that. I, I think that's a, that's a cop-out. Uh, I think that's a, a very old, crusty, stale take. I think in the greatest irony of all time, it was the Pac-12 strongest year. But, hey, it's past January 1st, man. They're a Big Ten team now. This is a Big Ten national championship. I don't care what anybody says. It is a Big Ten, but also the national championship. But, again, I went over and just had to look after hearing a few people talk about I, You know, they just play different football in the Pac-12. Um, their, their schedule, I feel, was much more difficult than Michigan's. Well, yeah, I I mean, I I think you can make that case. Uh, Again, the Pac-12, at at one point this year, the Pac-12 was the consensus best conference in college football, in my opinion. I mean, you look at the depth of it, what Arizona did at the end. I mean, Utah didn't have Cam Rising, but you look at Oregon, uh, Washington State, yeah, they fell off the earth at the end of the year, but they started out 6-0. Oregon State was a problem. Uh, I I don't think this was the year – uh, if you're the SEC to kind of flex your chest and, and bow up on everybody. Because, I mean, you watch the style of playing the Pac-12, too. It wasn't just seven-on-seven. Seven. Games weren't, you know, 52-45 all over the place. There was some physical football that was being played, and that's one of the reasons that Washington is in the national championship. Man, it's going to be a great natty. Um, got to switch gears real quick. You, you already put out your final score. You got right now uh, Michigan covering, winning the game by seven, and the total going over. Um, is that what you're going to be playing tonight? Yeah, that's what I'm playing, man. Uh, wouldn't be shocked, though, if, if you had Washington maybe tied or up at half and then Michigan ends up winning it in the second half. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him. I think gravity and physics is going to take effect. But, no, I like Michigan to cover and the over at 56-and-a-half. Uh, we got uh, the NFL i got to mention real quick. Uh, we got super-duper wild-card weekend coming up. Super-duper wild-card weekend. Um, yeah, orange <laughs> mocha cappuccinos. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, uh, you got the Browns te- uh, Texans. Uh, that's going to be a great game. You got Dolphins Chiefs. Kind of interested. Dolphins have nobody on their defensive line who's going to be healthy. If you have Pat Mahomes just sitting there all day, even with his sorry wide receivers, I think it's going to be terrible. Uh, Dolphins might be eleven and six, but they haven't beaten anybody. Is like when I look at this game, I struggle with the Browns Texan game. Uh, the AFC, the Bills and the Steelers. I don't like the line at ten. I feel like the surest bet out of the AFC in the wild card weekend would be the Chiefs against the Dolphins. I know we got a week to look this over, uh, but that game also ticks me off because I had to pay for the Peacock yesterday uh, since it's going to be on the Peacock. Do you think the Chiefs might be the safest bet in the first round? Y'all, if we're putting a game on Peacock, like this is America, dog. Like this is America. Anyways, that that first game, Browns-Texans, it's a house money game, right? Neither of these teams thought they were going to be here. The Browns made the playoffs. With Joe Flacco, the human statue, it's incredible. Uh, that one, I, I I think you throw a dart at a dartboard and, and pick one there. When I look at the Dolphins' Chiefs, man, I agree with you. The question is, can we get over forty four? Like, how many can can the Dolphins get to twenty four? Which is crazy to think with the weapons they have. I think Waddle's going to be back. I like to over in that game. I think the safest bet taking the Cowboys on Sunday. At home against the Packers. I think Dak and CD right now, even though I hate to trust Dak during the playoffs, but that connection may be the best in the NFL. And to me, uh, the most intriguing game is Rams-Lions, man. It's a freaky Friday quarterback situation with Jared Goff and, and uh, Matt Stafford. But no, it, it should be a wild weekend of NFL football. I mean, this season's just been drunk. 
who knows really with with the NFL right now. But I guess that's what makes it fun. I love the uh, Freaky Friday situation. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about it. How, is you like know, what? Who got the fortune cookie? Is wild. And then also the weird thing is thinking about it. Um, Matt Stafford's going to play his first playoff game in Detroit, and he spent twelve Man. years there. It's another heck. Detroit's playing their first playoff game in Detroit. <laughs> That's a good point. One other question: Eagles, man, they had completely fallen off. Ugh. Like that is disgusting. But they're also playing an ugly Bucks team. That is, the offense is terrible. Phillies minus two and a half. That's the Monday game. Man, I don't know which way to lean in this thing. The Eagles are like that person that that was skinny in high school, and they go to college their first year and just drink all the time, and they weigh three hundred pounds when they come back. <laughs> just like what? What happened? My goodness, did you have to walk to the liquor store at least? But anyways, uh, look, I think it's it's an off. It's, if you're the Bucks, I think you lucked out. I mean, the Bucks are a grimy, gritty, nasty, win close games, not make it sexy style team. Going up against the Eagles, that like I said, I mean, you just you're falling apart now. AJ Brown's out. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like it just, I, I tell you what, if you're the Bucks, man, as ugly as that division was, and it was a, it was a cripple fight all year. Um, it, I tell you, I like the matchup for Tampa Bay. I man, right now matching up against the Eagles seems like the best bet of anything. But, but I will also have to say the Eagles. Actually, playing the Bucks might have been the best thing for him because I feel like that's one of the we- that's the weakest team almost in the NFC. That's the only team I think that the Eagles could beat right now. Yeah, but I mean, there's something about this Baker Mayfield situation. I mean, you go win nine nothing at the Panthers. Like, I don't know, maybe you know, maybe they just embrace the darkness, Johnny Radio. Sometimes you got to do that. Maybe they do. Jay, tell everybody what you got again. You got uh, tonight. Y'all going to live stream the game? What's coming oh, down yeah. the pipeline over at Crane and Company? Look, I'm telling you, if you want to have a great time tonight, you want to you want to bet. Uh, we won a ton of money last year. A lot of people did on uh, Georgia just dismantling TCU. But uh, at uh, 6:30 uh, Central PM, obviously that's the game. We're going to start 6 PM Central. Go to YouTube. It's Crane and Company, C R A I N and Company. We're going to live stream the whole thing. You can watch Cone just freak out. You can sync your TV up uh, to ours and, uh, we'll have a really good time, man. Be blessed, Jake. I appreciate your time. And again, happy new year. Enjoy the natty. Hey, you too, brother. And I uh, hope everybody out there had a good, safe new year. That is my buddy, Jake Crane from Crane and Company. We got to take a timeout. We haven't even talked about the Tigers who, again, it took JQ three pointer to win the game, but they did win against Tulsa. They did drop SMU, but dead gummit, those games were close. Terry Davis is on the other side. Also, the Grizzlies got a win out in Phoenix. What the hell's wrong with this Phoenix team? My goodness, they are terrible. 18 points in the fourth quarter. Man, congrats to the Grizz. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio on Natty Monday. And I'm not talking about no Nat Light, man. If we're thinking about drinking something, it's Tito's. That's right, Tito's Handmade Vodka, because it's the best. 
But, well, no, no. We got national championship game. We've got, that's right, Michigan, number one versus number two. Both teams undefeated. We're going to have an undefeated national champion. It's going down tonight. I'm fired up. Terry Davis, I don't um, have a clue who you're going for, but I need a final score. Is uh, who, Who's going to win? What's the final score? 35-33. I ain't got a dog in this fight. I just want to see a high-scoring back-and-forth game. All right, well, which team's 35 and which team's 33? Oh, man, I've been cheering for Michigan all year long. But I love Because you Michael like cheaters. Man, <laughs> you, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I, I agree. I'm a NASCAR guy. Don't you know that? That's right. Rub is racing. Man, if you – yeah, look, man, I'm going – you know, it's the storyline. I don't care who wins, but I think Jim – because I hate Ohio State. I'd rather Michigan win just because I hate Ohio State just that much, just to rub it in their face. Man, yeah, I feel you. Um, Ohio State did have good news. They stole uh, Kansas State's little quarterback. Was it Walker Howard? I mean, um, damn it, what's his name? I know, I know you're talking about, yeah. He's and it's good, not yeah. Walker Howard. Will Howard. Will Howard, because Walker Howard yeah. is, in Ella, uh, is in Ole Miss. Sorry. Yeah. Will Howard, that's right. Little, he, that's their, their big get. In the off season, but yeah, man, Michigan—they would definitely rub it in uh, Ryan Day and Ohio State's eye if they got this bad boy. But you ain't here to talk no college football. You here to talk some hoops, man? Grizzlies got you know. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sick and tired of the Memphis Tiger basketball fan. They complain about every freaking thing in the room on Twitter. So to me, they ain't the game. So I'm tired of them complaining. If you can complain that much, that's what you end the season and then bend it out. You can't even enjoy the magic. Of David Jones, he's having a fabulous year. He could easily be a McDonald's All American. You're not enjoying the toughness of Quinterly. He's going out there and getting this team together. You have Caleb Mills, who's out there. He man, my heart's broken. By the way, man, I can't even look at it, man. My, I felt like I was born mm. my family members when I saw that. You know, when I saw a lot, when I saw that, it just my heart just took a pounding when I saw that. And and he's still in great spirits. You know, we're not enjoying the ride. You know, oh, I'm we'll enjoying it. I'm going to tell you this, Terry. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I see them on the X. But I, I have to say, I feel like at least the Tiger fans that I'm talking to and associating with, man, they're just fired up. A lot of those people who go completely crazy is because they took the Tigers minus six and a half yesterday and they didn't get the cover. And they also took a minus uh, 10 against Tulsa and they were up by seven with a minute left. Do you think they're going to hit some free throws and get a little cover right there? And they didn't get a cover. I think a lot of the quote angry Tiger okay. fans comes from gambling. Am I? Do you think I'm okay. wrong in this? I, I don't know, man. I really don't know because, man, I, I see, you know, I cover the Tigers, and I don't look at the net as much as these people look at the net, man. It's killing me, man. Oh, the, the net, net does piss people off, though. It pisses people off because, you know, <laughs> it, it, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to 13 men in the room and women in the room is where the Tigers don't go. If the Tigers get a four seed or higher, I'm happy. I don't care what what's going on between December and March before they let it loose. Because we ain't going to know nothing until they get in that room and decide what they want to do. Because those people in that room have already shown you they're going to do what they want to do, regardless of what the numbers say. Yeah, and today, by the way, we'll get a new top 25 out. Tigers, I'm sure, are going to be high. Be close to top 10. Be close yeah, to top I was going to say they were, what, 15 this week? They'll be, I and think they're moving up a little. teams off ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm fired up to look at this. I ain't worried about it. Uh, I don't care about the net. I'm, I'm more care right now about where they are in the top 25. Uh, yes. 
you know, that's where, you know, at least I give a damn about. So, right. um, like, this this team, by the way, they're getting wins. And JQ, like, was also showing me that this team trusts him late. I mean, that's two games in a row. My man's got the ball in his hand and drains a three-pointer to win the game. Were the yes. Should the game's been of that close? No. But you talk about, like, jumping up out of your seat and going banana sandwiches and screaming JQ all through your house. I know that's what I did the last two games. Man, you know what, man? You know, I was in the building yesterday, and at first, the first half was almost like we were going through a funeral. And then when after Young made that steal, mm-hmm. it's almost like somebody turned the lights on. It's just like bam, boom! It it just changed. It became electric in there. It was a fun place to be. And that one steal, that one play, triggered them to a seven zero run, and and they just took off from there. You know, it's just being there. That energy, even it wasn't a sold out crowd, but it still got loud in there, man. And I'm telling you, this team, you know, they may be winning by the skin of their 10 and 10 10, but the bottom line is they're winning and they've won eight in a row. Man, I was going to say, this is a team that, again, you know, you, you know, you just stated the obvious. They've won eight in a row. That, that's a win streak. A, you, this is a, there's a guy I know who says this a lot. I think you might know it. He says, I'd rather play a bad, uh, rather play bad and win than play extremely well and lose. Do you know who says that all exactly. the time? Exactly. That's you. Yes. I say that all the time, man. I can you, you know what? I'd rather be an ugly duckling, win fifteen to five, and win than score one hundred and fifty-five points and lose. I am a hundred percent with you. Hundred percent. That's like with the Grizzlies you. last night. They didn't look great doing that win last man, night, but they won. Ugly. Dude, you know who looked ugly? The Suns in the fourth quarter. That was some ugliness. So did the Lakers in the fourth quarter. I, and I enjoyed that because when I was sitting in the in the stands watching those people leave with a minute left, I just started laughing, you know, under my breath, of course. You know, you can't do it on press row. But it was funny, though. Man, that is funny. <laughs> and, I, and that is true. They started out this West Coast trip a lot better than everybody expected. I mean, it, totally better than everybody expected. Um, yeah. We're about to jump into the Grizzlies real quick again. Uh, Memphis Tigers took care of business. What are you thinking about the, you know, the whole way that you know Tomlin and and Dandridge, were you surprised how much Dandridge? I mean, he play, he outplayed Tomlin the other day. Yeah, because Tomlin kept you know he he pulled a Malcolm Dandridge. He was in foul, foul trouble. trouble the whole game, and and he fouled out with nine minutes on a BS call on a hook and hook it a hook call. He gave a flavor one on the hook call. That was crazy. That's crazy. It is you crazy. Got two, nine minutes, but and Malcolm was the one. That actually didn't get in foul trouble, but he always pick up one silly of uh, uh, pick foul, blocking foul it, it early on. But he he just had some great picks to set those guards up. He's been playing a hell of a year, and I don't know where this team would be this year if Malcolm didn't return. Dude, three for four. I mean, not a lot of shots, but he hit three out of four of them. Grabbed five big boards, had three blocks. Um, again, um, played twenty seven minutes, and uh, yeah, I don't know where we'd be without him. Walton hit two three pointers. Was two for four. Like that is yep. a positive, positive thing because we need Jaquan Walton. I love his game when that ball's going yep. through and his stroke is looking. It looks as pretty as anything on the team like that you see in college basketball. He's got a beautiful stroke. He's high. He's hard to block. Um, just give him a step. We saw that earlier. Uh, you see, we've seen it throughout his career. Is he starting to come back into form? Yes, he's coming back in the form, and he's doing those little things that you need to do, you know, because, you know, even Penn said, you know, with Caleb going out, Caleb, you know, he he, he brought two things. He brought defense, and he brought that second-tier scoring, you know, off the bench. 
So those players, you know, Young is, you know, he's going to have to stay on his feet because he stay on the ground too much to be so small. <laughs> with the, you know, because they're going to call traveling every time in college when you go to the ground, especially when you got the ball. He got to learn how to stay on his feet, and he's going to have to learn how to do the little things that need to be done. But Walton is doing the things that I expect him to do. I just want him to score about five more points a game. All right. All right. So everything's like pushing daisies. Uh, right now, Memphis, you got to be happy with what you've seen again. Oh, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Oh, and I asked Penn the same question. With the removal for Mills, we know he's gone for the rest of the season. Does this lower the bar for the Tigers, or does the ceiling stay the same? All right. I feel like the ceiling is going to stay the same because the depth is ridiculous. And the, the, the bar was raised when we brought in Naquan Tomlin because the one weakness on this team was down low. You bring and rebounding in, 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 yeah, and you bring him in. So that exponentially raised the ceiling. I'm not bringing it down as much respect as I have for Caleb Mills and how my heart's broken that his college career ends on an injury the way it has. Uh, he, you know, he's played great for us, but this team has still got some serious depth. Yes, it does. Uh, he goes to surgery tomorrow, and one thing I, I, I think they're gonna miss. But not until you get back to the bench, they're going to miss him being the dog because, you know, Penny don't play bad cop in the game, but Caleb Mills plays bad cop in the game. He gets on those players who's not doing what they need to do. And that's until he get back to that bench. Because, you know, yesterday he was in the handicap section up above, you know, section 115. But when, until he get back on the bench, I just want to make sure that I wish somebody would step up and do the dirty work because JQ can't do it and Jay Jones can't be the offensive leader and the, That's the what dog. Maybe Jaden Hardaway in his eight minutes should do something on the sideline. I mean, he is a senior. Yeah, he does. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that's his personality. You know, yeah. he, he does it. He's more of a. You think Tomlin so take offense. Could, isn't, He's more of a passive aggressive. He said, uh, you shouldn't, you know, he's not going to get in your face. He's not mm. that alpha guy who's going to get in your face and tell you blah, 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 blah. Tomlin but looks like I he could be. Who? Tomlin. Tomlin and Walt. Mm. <laughs> yep. I think they both could be. I, I, and I think they, I, I wish one of those would step up, you know, until Caleb gets back to the bench so he can get in their face and say, look. Stop doing DS, dumb, dumb stuff, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep, yep. Now, Tigers, uh, one other thing uh, I got to mention, their next game, uh, UTSA. I mean, we, we they, don't, they They should beat them by 15-20. Yeah. The 15-20 people they're looking for, they're the worst team in the league. You know, they, you know they're not playing at home. You just got to, you know, come out and punch them first, uh, score 60 points in the first half, and just take their soul from them, period. I like that. Just take their soul. They've only won seven games this season. Uh, I'm not worried about the Roadrunners. Memphis Tigers, uh, I, I like that. They win by 20. All right, what about Mikey Williams, man? What, what, what happened to Mikey Williams? Uh, Mikey just go Mike, man. Uh, from what I heard, this is not confirmed. Uh, Mr. Williams is not allowed to leave the state. And if you can't leave the state, you can't play for Memphis. Um, no. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is a definite fact. Um, he is going to be uh, him and uh, JJ Taylor, Mikey Williams. They enter the transfer portal. Man, that's just it was such a great great time having you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it just shows, man. You know, Penny has stood by you know Mikey the whole time, mm-hmm. and you know he did. You know he he fought for this guy, and just because you know he's not getting in his way, he's gonna hit the portal. So 
what you gonna do, man? Go on to do what you want to do. Now, uh, Grizzlies, I still don't understand, um, like, honestly, how they've had these fourth quarters the last two games. They did it to the Lakers. They did it to the Suns. Is it the Lakers and Suns just like – is the Suns – I mean, some people said Lakers just giving up and, and sick of Darvin Ham. Or some people just saying that the Suns, just, they just aren't very good. Um, is, it, is, it, is it? Do you attribute this to the Grizzlies or do the other teams collapse? Oh, I, I attribute it to the Grizzlies because every time we talk to Bismack and, you know, Biombo and we talk to Desmond, you know – you know, when they were losing all those games early in the year, you know, not only were they learning one another, but they were learning how to win. Because early in the year, these guys didn't know each other. They were finding each other out. But now they've learned how to to close out games. Then, you know, because that game in L.A., L.A. ran out of gas because, you know, they were short. You know, D'Angelo De- Russell didn't play. You know, uh uh didn't play. So they were just they was tired and the Memphis knew that and they took advantage of that. And I think the same thing happened last night with the Suns. You know, the Suns were dominating them all the way up to the fourth quarter. They had an eleven point Lakers. lead in the fourth quarter, no John lead. and the Grizz without came back Morant, and won. But they played defense and they hit their shots. And when this team is hitting their shots and they're over thirty to forty percent from three point range, they're gonna make you know, Vince Vince Williams had his had his breakout game. Jaron Jackson been doing his thing. He scored thirty one quiet points. He scored thirty one tw- quiet points, and everybody looking at Marcus Smart. He led the team in L.A., but everybody looking at Marcus Smart. Jaron Jackson Jr. When he wants to do it, he can do it. Well, I'm just also happy that Marcus Smart and Smart's David Bain just doing. And then David Bain just taking people hearts and taking their money. That's the shooting truth. from forty feet. <laughs> but you got to be happy with what we've seen with Marcus Smart since he came back from injury because before that, his start of his Grizzly career was terrible. Like it, it was flat out, I just thought disgusting. And then all of a sudden, he has a you know twenty nine point game in L A. and hits a bunch of threes. And then absolute, I mean, I think he hit over fifty percent of his threes when he was in L A. And you don't think of him as just a three point shooter. And then again, um, you know, against the Suns last night, came up buckets again. Yeah, you know, it, Marcus Smart has been in one of the bad predicaments. He started the season injury with a with bad will, and then he Playing went to New Orleans and got them splinters in his his hand. In his hand, I'm glad it didn't get affected. And but how now, does that happen on a court? I don't. I think it was. I think he got. I don't know. I don't know. I. It shouldn't happen because it's a lack. I've never seen nobody get splinters. Me neither. Like that's crazy. I, I, that's crazy, but. Fluker things that happened, but once you know, when I saw him didn't have his bandage on before the game in L.A., I said, "Uh, this could be different." Because beforehand, you know, he was just shooting erratic with that with that bandage on his hand. He took it off. He was like a new man. And this this version of Marcus Smart is what we traded for. This is worth the first round pick that we gave up for him for from Golden State to do that. If he continues to work at this level, that first round pick we gave up to Boston gonna be worth it because now. They're playing the way they need to play. You know, this thing still ain't built for the playoffs, but they're built to make a run for the play-in and possibly of six or five seed. Man, man, man. Um, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing with Marcus. It is making it pay off. But, I, I mean, Tripp's doing his thing. Desmond Bain's insane, man. But now we need to know, how's Josh Shoulder? Ain't nothing wrong with Josh Shoulder. Come on, come on man. Come on, now. <laughs> Come on, man! It's the Grizzlies, man. He go play. He go play tomorrow night in Dallas. Oh, I've been healed. It's like one of those turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm back. I'm back. 
You healed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got one more road game before they get to come back home. They got to play the Mavs tomorrow. Uh, Mavs. Okay, I'm not a bad man, but I go with the Mavs because it ain't the Memphis Grizzlies hadn't swept a road game, a road, a road series of three or more in a long time. Mavs are winners of three straight as well. They've been playing pretty good basketball. They've been scoring a lot. I know they dropped the Timberwolves in their last game, and I can't remember who they played before that. But I did, a, you know, give a little look see, look see, and see about them. I mean, hey, they're first in the Southwest Division with twenty two wins. Yeah, it's working out for them. So right now, I don't know. I hey, uh, uh, if you hadn't looked at the standings, the Grizzlies are only four and a half games back from LA from the play-in spot number ten. No. They're only eight games back of Dallas with a whole lot of games to play. So just keep an eye on that. Right now in the West, by the way, real quick, just a little bit of sidebar, like. What what the Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, L.A. Lakers, all yep. down there at the bottom. Uh, you know, these are all teams you expected a hell of a lot more. You think that they're going to find their stride eventually, or they just are these three teams that are going to struggle down the stretch? Uh, after the All Star break, they're going to make a sprint, and if you ain't with it, they're going to come past you. Mm. All mm. three of them, in, including the Grizzlies, which All Star game is roughly four weeks away. Time goes by so fast, doesn't it, TD? Yes, it does, man. Yes, it does. Man, man, man. Well, um, thank you so much. Oh, by the way, you went on the uh, NBA road trip, didn't you? You weren't in the. Were you? You weren't in Memphis yesterday, were you? Oh, I was in Memphis. I, I, I am not. Oh, you went out game. to LA and then you came back. Yeah, I went to LA and came back. I wanted to go to Phoenix last night, but I wanted. I knew the SMU game would be really good because they wanted the better teams in the, in the American, and I knew that would be a really good game. So I had to come back for that. Man, follow him at Terry D five one five, and tell them where they can all check out your work. TSD Memphis, check him out. Check him all right, my out, my brother. Hey, man, enjoy all the right, game man, don't bet tonight. Too much. Enjoy the game, and not too much Tito's. Okay. Oh man, I don't know. One of those three, one of those things, or I'm going to screw up on one of the areas. I'm not going to say both. I don't know which one though. I'll probably actually. Right, I might do both. I'll probably bet too much and drink too much Tito's. It is National Championship Monday. We got to take a quick timeout. Back into Shake Sports fifty six ninety eight five FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports fifty six WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows. Stay up to date with station events and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I am your buddy, Johnny Radio. It's Natty Monday, Michigan-Washington, two undefeated teams. Right now, Michigan, five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Huskies. I'm leaning one way, and then I'm going back the other. We're going to keep we're gonna keep talking this game out pretty much the rest of the day. We talked with Jake Crane. He believes that Michigan is going to pull this bad boy out 34-27. That means Michigan would cover and it would go over. I'll let you know which way I'm leaning about 12:45, but uh it's going to be a great game I'm hoping. But yesterday I got to talk about the last day of the regular season and also basically Saturday, the you know the start of the last bit of the regular season. The Texans and the Colts game, that game was awesome. 
Like that was a great game back and forth. CJ Stroud made two massive throws. Of course, everybody saw the bomb for the long touchdown. Beautiful throw, beautiful throw. But it was when he had a man in his face and there's a 15 yard out route. And he has to throw it way up in the air. Like, I, I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, it's crazy. My man comes out of his break and the ball lands right there. That was such a big time throw. He's been big all year long. And now we're going to get to see the rookie, the best rookie of the year in CJ Stroud. Definitely the rest rookie quarterback. Puka Nakua for rookie of the year. It's going to be tight. The best rookie wide receiver. In NFL history, most receptions, most yards, or do they just automatically give it to C.J. Stroud, who took the Houstons from a second-round pick last year to hosting a damn playoff game? Yeah, you got to give it to C.J. You got to give it to C.J. I just got to give Puka a little bit of love. You know what I'm saying? Puka, give give him a little bit of love. But, man, I mean, uh, it it was a wild weekend, and C.J. Stroud got his things going. And I get to see, again, you know, Joe Flacco – and that great Browns defense against the Texans, that game's going to be fascinating. Uh, there was some wild stuff. Again, the Tennessee Titans took care of business. Trevor Lawrence, two bad interceptions. Uh, man, I mean, overthrowing people. He just doesn't look right. Tore, I mean, he's beat up. Mm-hmm. He's been beat up for a while. This team just fell apart. And Tennessee Titans went out there and played just – Derrick Henry said goodbye to sure everybody. Did. What was it? Nineteen rushes, sixteen rushes. Yeah, something like that. Let's let's. Look but he that. had it for a hundred and fifty yards and a tutty. He looked good. Um, Derrick Henry last game as a Titan and letting everybody else there in the NFL. Hey, this old man still got I still it. Still got it. This old man is a great fourth quarter closer. Get him on in there. Nineteen carries, hundred and fifty three yards and a tutty. Mm-hmm. Man, Titans twenty eight, Jaguars twenty. Jaguars win, they win the division. Yeah. Jaguars lose, they go home. Yep. Everything was on the line, and they just couldn't get it done. And then Bill Belichick in his last game, ha! Snow game. Snow game. The Bailey Zappi put up a whole three points. That was, uh, Brees Hall was running right down the Patriots' throat. Sure was. That was the difference in the game. Patriots couldn't run the ball, the Jets could. On the other side, we're about to get deep up in some NFL talk. We got to talk about the playoff games. We got to talk about what happened. We got to talk about Arthur Smith, Dennis Allen, Jameis Winston. We had some wild stuff. We got coaches already been fired. You know that um, Robert Kraft has been with Bill Belichick longer than any woman in his life? <laughs> 24 guess, years. That's a good point. Isn't that a great point? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it's hard, man. If you've been with somebody for 24 years, it takes a little bit. I'm sure just to decide that you're going to leave that person. But I think this uh, – I definitely can – I believe we have seen the last of Bill Belichick in New England. We just haven't officially heard anything. But we got a lot of NFL talk, national championship Monday, Michigan Wolverines and the Huskies. And I also got to remind you, man, I hope you had a good weekend like I did. I had one of the most emotional weekends when it came to gambling, but I ended up being like one of my – it was a great weekend. So you know what I'm doing? I like to look good. I'm going down to Frontier Western store. I'm going to go spend a little money. Maybe give me some new boots because they have the largest boot showroom in planet Earth. Get some new, uh, new, some new threads. They got a great men's department. I love jeans. They got every kind of jean you can think of. They got them for the ladies as well in their lady, uh, ladies boutique. They got a children's department. They can dress you 
and your family from head to toe. Check them out down at 5880 Goodman Road, down in Olive Branch, or just go online to FrontierWesternStore.com. Family owned and operated since 1967. Don't touch the dial. NFL in the national championship game next. Sports 56 98 5 FM. See you on the dark side.